Hi, this is Adriana, and welcome to the Joyfully Fit Podcast, where we talk about fitness, wellness, and motherhood, and how to keep Christ at the center of it all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back this week. I am so excited because we have another guest here on our podcast this week. Um, so today I have uh, a new friend of mine, Sarah, and we met recently, not too long ago. Um, we connected because we are both entrepreneurs. We both run a business and we both have a passion just for helping um, moms, specifically busy moms that are in the thick of motherhood and trying to just balance it all um, and be able to, yeah, pour our best selves into our families and into our businesses. And so we were chatting a couple of weeks ago. Um, we kind of got down the topic of what it means to be a hot mess mama. It is a term that is thrown out all over the place as you are in those new stages of being a new mom, um, or maybe you have a couple kiddos at home and you just feel like a hot mess. You are stressed and overwhelmed. Um, and you are quite honestly putting yourself on the back burner and not making time for you. And our culture loves to tell us that it is okay to be a hot mess mom. Um, and yes, being exhausted um, and tired is a part of being a mom. It is a hard um, job to have, but it's also so important to give yourself grace and rest um, and put you first. And so Sarah is here today to just share with you her story and her journey of how she went from living um, in that state of just feeling like a hot mess, but then finding a way to just feel like herself again, gaining back her joy and her confidence. Um, so I'm just really excited for her to share her story with us today. So welcome, Sarah. So excited to have you here today. I am going to turn it over to you. Um, and I'm just going to start by asking you to share with us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, um, what you do, your family. So go right ahead, Sarah. Hey, Adriana, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so like Adriana said, my name is Sarah. Um, I am a mindset and life balance coach. Um, a little bit about me and kind of just my background. So um, I am a mother of one. His name is Roman. He will be three this coming November. Um, I've been married to my husband for just over six years now. And I pretty much my journey kind of started. So I've been with Costco um, for 10 years now, actually 10 years, because 11 years this coming year, actually this November. Um, so kind of what my journey has looked like is I started moving up the corporate ladder, um, stepped into a supervisor role for a couple of years. And then actually started moving into management uh, before I had my, my son, Roman. So kind of what happened is my husband actually went through some, um, some health issues with it, not health issues. He had some back issues and I started realizing at that time I was in a management role and I kind of realized because I was, I had just taken him to an epidural um, to get an epidural for his back pain and they had to do an epidural on his neck. And I remember dropping him off after at home after the epidural then I went to work and in the paperwork when you when someone gets an epidural you're supposed to have someone there with you just in case you know they have any type of reaction or anything you know just kind of how they feel they're going to be a little you know kind of off and so 
so long story short, that day was the day I realized that, you know, when I, I didn't have my son at this point, um, I decided that, you know what, when I become a mother, I want to be a present mom and work was keeping me from even being there for my husband. And so at that moment, I remember that day at work and I said, you know what, I am going to, um, when I decide, when we decide we're ready to have children, I am going to kind of step out of this role. So long story short, um, I stepped down out of management and said, you know what, um, once I got pregnant, I went back down to a supervisory role. And then after I had my son, I actually went down to part-time. So I've been doing that since, um, working part-time at Costco. Um, and after having my son, I decided to, I kind of fell into a direct sales business, um, which has been thriving and I've absolutely loved. And then kind of along the process of this direct sales business, um, I kind of stepped into coaching as well. Part of it was, you know, just the realizing my desires, um, just as, as I guess, as a Christian woman, kind of really digging and trying to recognize what I wanted to do and what my calling was on my life. Um, coaching kind of became something that was just placed on my heart. And because I've been coaching my team through my direct sales business, it was something that came very natural to me. Um, so like I said, I focus on mindset and then just life balance in general. Um, something that I have gone through, you know, since having my son was, I went through an identity, almost like an identity crisis of being a hot mess mom and accepting that. And, you know, that's a big topic we're going to talk about today is stepping out of that identity and really recognizing that you do not have to be a hot mess mom. Um, giving ourselves the grace as parents to try to figure that new, uh, new season of life out is necessary, but you do not have to continue forever or even long-term to be in a stage of feeling like a hot mess and just kind of arms floundering and, and trying to figure out how to get through your days and weeks and months and years even um, for some women. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and kind of where I've been, where I'm at. Um, and so yeah, so now I am doing, I still do work part-time at Costco. Like I said, I do coaching as my main kind of um, main focus right now. And then I still do have my, uh, my side business, which has kind of been my, my fun, I guess you could say. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love hearing yeah, more of your story and kind of where you started and where you're at now. Um, yeah, it's so cool. The like different seasons that God brings us through and the way that he has provided for your family. It sounds like, yeah, it's something that you recognize that you didn't want to be full-time um, with your son and God really provided for you in that with your direct sales business and Costco and um, nail coaching. So amazing. Um, you touched really briefly on, yeah, our topic for today of kind of um, not putting your identity in being a hot mess mom. Um, can you just walk us through um, sharing specifically like with your son in those early stages of being a mom, um, where you were and just very, I'm thinking very practically of like, what did that look like for you day to day when you were living in the mess of it? Um, how did you feel? What did your life look like? And then 
kind of bring us through that transformation of pulling yourself out of that identity and now what that looks like in your life now to not live like that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we'll start back when I first had my son, um, the start of some of the, I think the mental and mindset mush, um, kind of started because I had to have a C-section with my son. Um, I was pretty, (laughs) I was pretty, uh, I was trying to have a water birth. I was actually at a birthing center um, and it was amazing. We had some incredible midwives and my son was um, sunny side up. So he was just in a bad position, especially for a first time mother um, to be birthed. And he was eight pounds and six ounces, which they did not realize how big he was. They thought he was probably in the seven pound range. Um, And so, you know, that one pound can make a big difference (laughs) for sure. Um, So I, had to have a C-section long, long story short, just because he was in a bad position and yada, 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 even though I was so mentally set on, I was having a no medication birth, you know, obviously not a C-section. I was, that was not in the plan. Um, and I really, I mean, I, I tried so hard. I got all the way to 10 centimeters. We were pushing. It was, it was a whole ordeal. So mentally what happened is after I had my son, I was so distraught with, you know, why did I have to have a C-section and why, you know, God, I was, I mean, I literally like, I remember crying on top of all the emotions and just the hormonal craziness. If you've had a child, you totally understand. Um, and if you haven't, it's, it's your hormones are a little wild for a while. Um, but my, I was really just bent up and out of shape about why I had to have a C-section and that kind of took a mental, um, it kind of beat me up mentally over that for a while. And I really had to shift that. Number one, I had to shift that from being upset with kind of upset with God a little bit. Um, And then also just upset with myself to being grateful for the fact that we were able to one, have a successful, you know, surgery, basically um, have a successful C-section and that we have the medical access and ability and science these days to be able to do something like that for both me and my child to be safe and you know he's healthy I'm healthy we had no no major complications um you know the reason we had ended up getting the c-section was due to just uh the heart rate his heart rate was dropping and I was in labor for about two days so I had my water had been leaking for a very long time not to get you know too detailed here but um you know, so I think the start of it at right after having my son and coming home was just that mental that started to break me down was I had a birth that I didn't plan and that I wasn't expecting. Um, and then also that comes with a C-section is you now have a scar, you are uncomfortable. Um, you know, for me, I think my recovery was a little tougher due to the fact that I mentally was so upset about it. And that is where I had to work through a lot of different mindset shifts within myself and really kind of get to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm grateful. And I had to focus on gratitude and really just be thankful for, you know, the ability to, like I said, have all these, um, the science that we have nowadays and, and the access to the medical care and all the things. And so that was kind of the start of it. And then Slowly, um, just because I was limited for the first couple of weeks, 
um, you know, having a C-section, it was just getting in and out of bed was tough for me. My recovery took a little bit longer. Some people, they kind of bounce back. Um, for me, it took a little bit longer for my body to kind of, I think, heal. I did get somewhat of an infection about a month after. And so that set me back a little bit. Um, and then it, I went back to work about 12 weeks, 13, I think 13 weeks after I had him. Um, I did, like I said, go to part-time, so it wasn't horrifying, um, but I was, you know, nursing, so I had to use the breast pump while I was at work. That was like a whole new thing, you know, and not quite the most comfortable um, experience either, <laughs> being at your job in a room <laughs> where you're, you know, pumping. So, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, and then I remember just being frustrated, you know, because... I was enjoying being a mother and I was enjoying my son and, and he was, he's just, you know, simply amazing. And he's been amazing since he was born. You know, we have, obviously we've had our uh, struggles, but, you know, I remember being frustrated because I didn't feel like I could get the house clean and I didn't feel like I could, you know, I, I wasn't losing the weight, even though I was nursing and everybody swears that, you know, if you nurse, you'll drop the weight, yada, yada. It wasn't true for me. Um, so a lot of that mentally affected me, which in turn, you know, physically, like I wasn't eating enough. Um, I wasn't exercising. I mean, I had, it took me, it took me actually a while before I even started going on walks just because of my recovery and the infection and all the things. Um, and so my journey kind of started out really rough after I had my son. And I think a lot of it was mostly, mostly in the mental realm was I didn't struggle with necessarily postpartum depression, but I did have to kind of, you know, really fight off and come against some of the, the bad mindsets that I was starting to get sucked into. Um, focus a lot on gratitude, like I said, and, and kind of just, you know, taking it day by day. And I had to learn to give myself grace because I was such a go-go, I am such a go-go-go person that after having my son, I had to slow down. There was no choice. There was no choice because physically I couldn't. And then also, you know, emotionally, again, you're in this, you know, hormones and, and all the things. And then I had a, a little human now that I was in charge of. And um, yeah, so it, that was definitely a struggle for that first, probably that first year. And then, you know, things changed so quickly um, within that first year. And then I started realizing um, at that time I was, I was in my direct sales business as well. I had just gotten started and that was doing really well. And I kind of found um, an outlet for my, myself. And that gave me some confidence for sure. And that helped me with my um, just mental state of mind as far as confidence and, you know, and feeling good about myself, even though I wasn't where I wanted to be physically. Um, but starting with the mental work was really, really important for me. At some point um, around when my son turned a year and a half, between a year and a half and two years, I started to have this really big shift in my mind of, I started realizing that I was accepting the hot mess mom title. And I didn't like it. I didn't deep down. I was like, Oh, well, I don't want to be a hot mess mom, but I feel like a hot mess mom. And I guess this is just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. uh, that was, you know, for a while I'd accepted it. And then at some point, I think this was more towards, um, it was after COVID. So somewhere in between the second half of last year of 2020, I just had this like, I don't know, phase of where I was like, you know what, I'm done. I, I don't, I don't need to be a hot mess mom. I can be a hot mom. 
and I can look good. <laughs> I can feel oh, yeah. good. I mean, literally, like I just had to get to the point where I pumped myself up. And at that point, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to go on this journey and I'm going to search and I'm going to dig deep and start asking myself some deep questions and evaluating where I'm at, which was kind of in hot mess mom stage still, and where I wanted to be, which was not a hot mess mom. And really like decide, okay, well, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. So something's got to change. And a lot of that started with mental mind shift, a lot of it, um, a couple, you know, things in the physical, obviously, and just really stepping out of that identity and saying, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. And I also don't need to be a hot mess mom just because I'm now a mother. So that is kind of where my journey started with Mm -hmm. stepping out of hot mess momhood, (laughs) I guess is what you could call it. Wow. That's like, I love all of that. I like hearing your story. It's so crazy because I had a very, very similar story. So as you were sharing about like your C-section and recovery after that and it not going as planned, like I've shared a little bit of my own story here on this podcast. So most of the listeners um, listening right now know kind of tidbits of my own story, but wow, it's so crazy. Our stories are so similar. Um, I also had a C-section and things just didn't go according to plan. And not that we had like a plan necessarily because my daughter was born actually a month early. So we hadn't even really created like, okay, what's going to happen? Um but we also did not expect to have a C-section. And I totally get like, I think for me, the biggest thing after my C-section was people's comments towards me of being like, I'm so sorry that you had a C-section or I'm so sorry that it didn't go as planned and almost like giving me sympathy towards the fact that I had a C-section and that automatically in my head made me associate a a C-section with I'm weak. I failed. My body didn't like, didn't do this properly. Our birth wasn't what it was supposed to be. And I had to really wrestle with that being like, no, like my daughter is here. She came into the world safely. I like, I look back on my C-section and I think a lot of my negative association with it is because of the way that our world kind of pictures it as like, you don't want a C-section or it's bad if you end up having one. I don't know if you experienced that at all, but I think that's where a lot of my mental like blockage came in because then, I mean, I was like sitting in a hospital bed for six weeks. We were or not six weeks, sorry, not six weeks, six days. Um, and I think that just kind of tricked my mind into being like, you're weak. You can't do this. Embrace the hot mom or the hot mess mom life. And then from there, like everything moving forward kind of sets the tone for the rest of that first year. So I really resonate with a lot, a lot of what you say. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. That cracks me up because even our first conversation, I feel like we have so much, so much that's in a similar, uh, similar storyline. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So moving forward, you kind of got yourself 
out of that and you started to make those mental shifts um, and that transformation towards not living in the hard and messy. Um, so can you kind of share with us where you're at now? Um, walk us through how you have created a healthy balance in your life. You have a thriving um, business. Uh, you are an amazing mom and wife. And of course, I'm not saying that everything is perfect and not messy in your life. Um, but I do feel like you have, yeah, created a really healthy lifestyle for you and your family. So maybe just kind of sharing what that looks like, um, and how people can kind of adopt that same lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've, I've come to a place and I was just telling somebody this, um, not too long ago, I was like, you know, it feels so good to finally just feel like I'm at a place where I'm just blissfully joyful and happy with where, where I'm at, but also knowing that this is just part of my journey of to where I'm also going. And, um, so for starters, when I, when I recognized, um, and I kind of have like this cool little acronym that I came up with, I think acronym is the right word, um, is react. So I started with R, I recognized the identity. So I recognized that I was taking on an identity of being a hot mess mom, but that's not, that's not what I wanted. So you recognize it at first, right? So, and then E is evaluate. So I evaluate, you evaluate who you are, kind of where you're at in your current lifestyle and, and just life and season, and then evaluate also, well, where is it that you want to be? You know, where, what, where is it that you want to go, right? Um, A is for actively decide you are going to change your circumstances your circumstances. So, you know, when I say actively, it's, it's mentally, and then comes the, in the physical, you know, taking those actionable steps, right? Um, and then C is for create. So create an action, action step plans and systems. Put that the key thing in there is creating systems. Um, a lot of times um, we create goals, but we don't put systems in place. And what happens is we have a, a goal, a dream, a desire. And I'm not saying, trust me, this doesn't look perfect. But if, if we just create a goal, but we have no system in place to obtain or reach that goal and that end result, it's very easy to just get lost and or it to be drawn out or to just not happen. And I know this just because I, this has happened to me in many different areas of my life. Um, and then T in React is take action steps um, into your true identity and with your systems in place and work towards your desires. So when you rec when I recognized, um, when I start, when I reacted to what I had realized, which was I'm living as a hot mess mom, even though I don't want to, I took these steps and Another big part of it, and I think that is crucial to my, to my journey was I had, well, I hired a coach. I did hire a coach um, to kind of help me with some of my mindset, some of my mindset just blocks and, and try to just evaluate and figure out like, okay, what is happening in my brain that I am not recognizing? And, you know, I knew that I needed someone to kind of help me sift through and sort that out, out loud, especially because I'm a very verbal person. I'm a very, um, 
you know, I like to talk out my feelings and thoughts. And that's how I organize things in my, in my brain is to talk it out or write it out. Um, but I, I took radical responsibility for my results. So I knew that getting into coaching was not that this person was magically going to turn my life around. It was not that she was going to, you know, create things for me. She wasn't, I took responsibility going into coaching, knowing that, and I didn't know her personally. This was somebody I, I met the coach through a group and I just, I, I just felt drawn to her and knew that I needed something. So I, I jumped in just, and, and I prayed about it. I talked to my husband about it. And I said, you know, I want to make this investment into myself. I believe with all my heart, I need this. And I am radically going to take responsibility for it. And my results are my own. And I think that was a big mental shift for me, knowing that going into coaching and you know, realizing and reacting to the identity I had taken on, I was going to be responsible for making a change. And I had a coach along the way to help guide me in that process. Um, so a couple different things was, you know, I reacted to and recognized the identity I'd taken on. Um, I did hire a coach, which is not necessary, but it is, you know, for me, that was a big, huge step in just my transformation. And then um, I took other actionable little steps. So the biggest one was the mental part of it. But then I, I did some other things like I, I joined the gym, you know, I had been holding off for a long time to join the gym. And with COVID, there were a lot of different things to consider. Um, a lot of gyms had been closed for a while. So you know, there were different things to consider with with that as well. Um, but I started doing things like I, I, I actually I love Amazon. I'm sure some of you probably love Amazon as well because that's two day prime shipping. Um, but I found a couple different things. I, I got myself a new planner that was exactly what I wanted. I wanted a monthly planner that showed me the whole month in front of me that I could organize, write things down. I'm not the person that likes to use my phone for that. Um, I love the, the satisfaction of writing something down and checking it off and the visualness of not being on my phone, but written down in my own handwriting. And in different colors, you should see my planner. It's about six different highlighted. I love that. Beautiful colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I live in color and that's just how I am. And, and mm. you know, I embrace that part about me. Um, my, it drives my husband crazy. He is definitely a black and white and gray <laughs> kind of guy. And, and I love 10 different colors in one space. It's just the way that I am. So um, I took those natural things about me, myself, and recognizing my own personality and what was going to work for me and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to buy myself a colorful planner, colorful pens, colorful markers. I did all these different things so that I would enjoy the process of creating goals and systems for myself and giving myself that mental satisfaction and just that visual satisfaction of, okay, this is a habit I want to create. And I'm going to put it in my little, my little notebook. I have a weekly uh, pad and it has a section that talks about um, goals for the weekend. And there's a Monday through Sunday check so you can check it off. So as an example, one of those things, which maybe sounds ridiculous was I stopped making my bed and it drove me crazy, <laughs> but I was a hot mess mom. So who makes their bed, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? What's one thing I could do? I'm going to start making my bed. And that is a very small, less than two minute goal that I would just do every single day. 
And I did that for weeks until I could take it off my, my weekly checklist and I could just do it without even thinking. And that has become integrated into a, a small micro habit in my life that has made a huge difference. It's, it's amazing how just making your bed, how it makes you feel, um, you know, and then deciding that my house didn't need to be a mess. Uh, my house does not need to be a mess just because I'm a mom and just because I have a toddler and just because he has lots of toys and the kitchen does counter doesn't need to be destroyed all the time. I had to just literally, it, maybe it sounds silly, but I literally had to mentally first decide that this is not how I was going to live. And that was the start of, on top of, you know, re reacting, recognizing, getting a coach, getting, you know, the, my planner, a new planner, or, or, you know, even sticky notes, like I get sticky notes, and I write down my goals for the day. That works for me and my personality and my colorful pens and highlighters. And I had to make that decision to start, you know, with the mental shift and taking it to actionable steps and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then not only do you, you put things into action, but then you also evaluate them. You know, is this working after a couple of weeks? Is this working? Is this making an impact? And is this helping me in my, uh, my journey to where I want to be? And it was. So I've continued with those things that are working. And I've also cut out things that were not working for me because I stepped back, evaluated it and said, okay, this is working out. This is helping me find more balance. And this is, you know, yada, yada, yada. Let's, let's continue on with this and let's drop these things because this is not pushing me towards my, my goals and dreams and desires. So that's kind of just my journey and, and a long, I guess, uh, winded way of expressing the different things that I started to, when I first started realizing the world that I was living in and how I didn't want to be, I didn't want to have that identity anymore. And that's kind of how I started my transformation and my change in my journey. Oh, that's so good. I love all that. I feel like you packed in so much, so many great like tips for people who want to get started. I love that little acronym. Um, yeah, I think a couple things that really stick out to me that you're saying is accountability. So for you, you got a coach, um, but finding people who can actually hold you accountable because I think we often like say something and say, I want to change. But if nobody is there being like, okay, what are you going to do to do that? How are, how's it going? Checking in with you along the way, it's not going to happen. Um, another thing that stuck out to me is to enjoy the process. You bought yourself a colorful planner and colorful pens because that's something you love. And so you're excited to get up and plan and check things off. Um, and then the last one was when you said, I think you said it like this radical responsibility for my life. And my yep. yeah, for my results. And that is so true. Like you need to take responsibility and say, I am in a place where I don't want to be, and I am going to do something about it and taking those action steps because we can talk and talk and talk all day long and complain all day long to all of our mom friends. But if we don't actually do something, we're just going to stay stuck. Um, and then I like at the end how you were talking about how it's not like there's no end goal. I think we often think of life as like, okay, here's what I'm going to achieve. My life is going to be picture perfect and I'm going to be happy and wonderful and life will be perfect. But we're always constantly finding ways to yeah, keep improving and keep changing. 
Um, so yeah, I love all of that. Um, can you give just, cause you talked about a lot of different things and obviously this is, has been a process for you. It didn't just happen overnight. Um, I'm going to kind of go off our script here, but can you give just three top places to start for the mom who's listening to this podcast right now and saying, I want to get out of this rut. I want to live a life like Sarah is living three, like very easy, simple action steps that someone can start with. So I would say, um, okay. So start with, I think, evaluating, sitting down with yourself, giving yourself, even if it's five minutes, get some quiet time and really just write out, you know, where you're at and, and where you want to be. And that can look, that it's very, um, that's very broad, but I think we are all kind of, you know, we're all in somewhere, right? We're all in a certain season and a certain stage of our lives, but usually we're like, oh, but I'm working towards this. You know what I mean? And a lot of times when we are in hot mess mom stage, we don't actually have a desire for where we want to be because we're so caught up in the hot mess, right? So it's just a matter of surviving, <laughs> I think, at that point. Um, but once we really stop and get quiet with ourselves and say, you know what? Okay, so this is kind of where I'm at. Um, where do I want to be? I would say start by writing that down. You know, I did start journaling. Um, if, you know, if you, I did start with, I bought a, a colorful composition book. And I said, this will now be my journaling book. And I started with just writing down honestly, like I would talk to my paper about my day. And through that, I started evaluating kind of where I was at and also where I wanted to be, what were my dreams, what were, what were my desires. Um, and then I also wrote out a, I guess, a, some people call it a bucket list, I guess is the most uh, common phrase. I wrote out a bucket list and I wrote 50 things on my bucket list. I, it was hard. It wasn't super easy to do that, mm -hmm. but I got very specific and I wrote out 50 different things. So I would say, start by evaluating and start, you know, putting some pen to paper and really just going a little old school and writing out and evaluating kind of where you're at and also some of your dreams and desires. And, and especially, especially if you are a new parent, what were your dreams and desires, you know, before children and also as a parent, because they could have changed and they could have shifted a little bit and they look different and that's okay. Um, I'm all about, you know, shifting into the season that you're in in life and also, you know, shifting your desires in a way that are going to mold even, even more cohesively and uh, more smoothly into the calling that you do have on your life, right? I think the fun thing about something like that is you are giving permission to moms to say, my life isn't over just because I have kids. It looks different. Our vacations look different, but you know what? We still have a fabulous time. I love every minute of it. It just looks different from when we didn't have children and we are still doing the things that we love to do. We're not making a sacrifice of, oh, well, here goes by out the window just because we're parents. We just pivot and we adjust. Mm -hmm. And we enjoy and are grateful for the experiences that we now get to take him on. So you are absolutely right when you say mm -hmm. to give ourselves, you know, to know that 
we're not just giving up our life when we become a parent mm-hmm. and to recognize if, if you're living in that mindset of like, okay, well, it's over now. You will just continue to kind of go day by day and be in a hot mess, you know, and feel like a hot mess. And you'll just, if you accept that, then, you know, at some point you're going to be, you're going to look back or you're going to be frustrated and say, okay, well, well, how did I get here? What happened? You know, and children do grow Mm -hmm. up and they leave the house and they fly off like little birds. (laughs) Don't say that. Too soon. (laughs) I know. I know. Too soon. Yeah, I know. But it will eventually happen. And mm-hmm. I, and I don't ever, yeah. I want my son to see that, you know, him growing up, he, I want to be a present mother, but I also want him to see that I am going to go after the dreams and desires and legacy that I'm leaving for my children, a child right now, but eventually we'd like to have another, um, and that you can do it mm-hmm. as a parent, you know, as a mom, you can, you can still achieve those things. It just might look a little different now. That's all you know, and takes a little bit of intention and a little bit of, a little bit more work, um, and a lot of grace, a whole lot of grace for yourself and for the circumstances surrounding you. Um, but it's, it's obtainable. It is, you can, you can do it. I love that. I love all of that. Thanks for sharing. Um, okay. I'm going to kind of wrap us up here. Do you have any final, words of encouragement, um, maybe things that you have kind of held to along your own motherhood journey, verses, songs, anything that comes to mind that you can just share as encouragement for moms who are walking through this stage right now. Um, doesn't have to be anything big, but anything that comes to mind that you just want to leave us with. So there was a verse that I found that I do feel like it's it's just amazing. Um, and that's Ephesians 3.20. Um, I don't know which translation this is, but I think this is one of the New Living or one of those. Um, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. This was just, when I read this, I was like, all the things um you know I think that you know like we talked about when we sometimes become parents we I don't want to say we let go of our dreams it's just that we kind of put things on the back burner and we kind of forget um and then also just life you know even before becoming a parent I think we start off when we're young with these big dream bubbles of things that we want in life and they grow and grow and grow and then at some point life kicks us in the butt and you know things happen and, and, you know, whether it's trauma or just bad things happen or, or whatever, you know, and our dream bubbles become so small and so safe and it's natural for our brains to want to keep us in a safe and comfortable spot because change is scary and change means, you know, it, 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 it could be hard and it could be, it could bring us some type of discomfort and it's natural for our brains to want to stay safe and keep the bubble small and, and do the things that we know that we, we can do and not stretch. Um, but I think that, you know, this verse is a reminder that, you know, we were given, we were given the ability to have dreams and desires and to have that burning deep down inside of us for things that we 
want to do with our lives, in our lives, in our lifetime, whatever, you know, whatever that looks like, everybody's a little different. You know, um, I am, I've never been the mom that's like, this is, and this is just my journey, right? So if, if you're a stay at home mom and, and that's, that's what you want to be, you want to be a, just a stay at home mom. And, you know, maybe you don't have a business, maybe you don't, that's okay. That is amazing. And that is the most important job you'll ever do. You know, my journey has been, I want to be a present mother who's also running a successful business. And one day I'm going to be able to retire my husband and say, Hey, you go do whatever you want. You know, I got this and let him, you know, walk out his dreams and desires because he's working so hard right now to allow me to be able to work towards mine too, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I want to be a present mom, but I also want to be a CEO and I want to crush it in business and, yeah. and do all the things and get on stage and show my son that, you know what, these are my dreams and desires that I had when I was younger. I had these before you, I had these after you and, you know, I'm going to walk that out and God is going to open those doors, but I do have to make that step. And I do have to, um, you know, God does amazing things and, you know, miracles are happening all the time, but I do believe in us. He gives us that will to take action and to really step into our calling and seek out our calling. And everybody's journey is a little different, you know, but God places desires within us on purpose and are you living on purpose and by design and are you working towards that or are you just you know living in that hot mess mom stage of like I don't know what's happening I'm just here and I'm surviving you know I I personally want to be living by design and living on purpose and and I don't want to be a hot mess mom forever and don't get me wrong I have my hot mess moments that that still exists but I, <laughs> that will never that go away no that doesn't go away you know so hear me hear me out when I say you know being a hot mess it's it's not that's okay we're all gonna have those moments whether we have kids or not there are moments where we're gonna have be a hot mess or there may be a, a day where we're just a hot mess or a week but that doesn't need to be our identity you don't need to be a hot mess forever and not stepping into your dreams, your desires, your calling that God's placed on your life and your heart. Thank you so much for listening along with this episode. I pray that it was a blessing to you and that you learned something new about having a Christ-centered wellness journey. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, post it to your social media, and tag me so I can personally thank you. Another way to support me is to leave me a review. I would love to hear what you liked about this episode. Check out the episode notes for any resources from this episode and ways to connect with me. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. May God bless you along your own wellness journey as you strive to take care of your mind, body, and soul, keeping Christ the center of it all. Hope to chat with you again soon.